0: Hi, folks, here we are. It is 12 noon on Wednesday, the 28th of July. I'm Tom Young, and we're here today for anchorfm.com podcast called Money Shifts and Tom Young's Facebook Live called the Family Money Farm Group. You need to follow those groups and listen to the podcast. We're really about changing your life. Changing your thinking So that you can have a better vision, you know, if I were to say, you know, what is your mission statement? You know, what is your cause and and really what I try to do is I try to remove the scratches and smudges off of people's eyeglasses so that they can see the vision for themselves of what is possible for them what is possible for their children and their grandchildren. It is awesome if you wipe away the dirt, grime, scratches and the buffs and on, on your lens of your mind so that you can see the vision. As we start every presentation, we start with prayers for everybody around the world. There, there is no easy times for many, many people. It is tough. The financial storm is arriving all over the world. The banks and central banks and, and everybody is scrambling to try to figure out how do we solve the current problem? The current answer is continue to print more and more and more money for nothing. But when they print more and more money from nothing, what does that do to the value of yours and my dollars? They go down in value. That is the true inflation that they're talking about right now, uh, simply because they are talking about it and making it known that inflation is coming. It is here and it's going to get much, much worse. Because if you compare today with the money that the government was generating in 1979 and 1980, when we had an inflation rate of 15.6% in that year, which led to the high interest rates of the 80s. In 1981, prime rate went to 21.5% in America, which meant if you were a businessman and you had a business loan, You paid one and a half or two points over prime. So I guess you had a loan interest rate of 23 or 23 and a half percent. Crazy mortgages were 16% for a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. So we need prayers for everybody. We need to pray for the Lord's oversight and somehow that he would correct the direction of everybody's financial world, everybody's world in particular. We pray for those who have lost loved ones and we pray for the loved ones who have been lost, especially those that died being alone with nobody holding their hand, no family near. It was pure heartache to think that somebody died laying for weeks in a hospital with nobody to visit them. We pray that the Lord would open his arms and gather them into his kingdom of heaven above. In Jesus' name we pray every day. Let's get started. Today, I I wanna, I gotta move some books around here that I've got sitting here on my table. We'll start with quotes again today. And and we're still talking about Nelson Mandela And, and Nelson Mandela today. Here's a couple of short anecdotes from Nelson Mandela. I have cherished the ideal of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunity. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve. But if needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. That's what's going on around the world today. There are these factions trying to take control. The billionaires of the world, the few of them that are trying to take control of everything. We can't afford to stand divided. If we stand together, victory of the liberation movement is assured. We need to stand together, folks. We need to put racism aside. And all of those things that the news media and the politicians are telling us, oh, that's our problem. Here is the problem. I I don't believe that for a minute. I really don't. I don't see racism. Yeah, I'm a white old man, but I have friends of all races, creeds, colors. I, I, we all bleed red. If I cut your hand, the blood comes out red. There is no difference. Skin color doesn't matter. There can be no keener revolution of a society's soul than the way in which it treats its children. It it is amazing when we think of what is going on on the southern border in the United States. I, I shudder every day when I think of the young girls that are making that trek to America and what is happening to so many of them. It's like our politicians are oblivious to the problems that exist and just opening the door and allowing it to happen is not right there has to be some control of the situation because of the advantages that are taken by those that are unscrupulous and not really the best people as we think of today You know, we think of retirement, you know, everything we do financially is about retirement, isn't it? And let me share with you the real retirement age. In 1890, a man named Bismarck, an economist in Germany, said that a German worker that reaches age 65 should be able to retire and receive some kind of government stipend in their remaining years life expectancy in age and in 1890 was age 49 along comes the 30s in 1933 franklin delano roosevelt and everybody thought it was really all about Oh, retirement for the people that are older, et cetera, et cetera. And and you know what it was? They did not know how to fix the Great Depression of the 30s. But younger people couldn't find jobs. So they come up with a method to get older folks out of working and retire them to open up jobs for younger people. They continued to use age 65, and life expectancy in 1933 was about age 59. So here we are today. They moved the age from 65 to 67 to receive Social Security benefit, but age 65 is where Medicare, the medical insurance comes available but it's age 67 for your full social security benefit. However, life expectancy is age 84 for males and 87, 88 for females. So the real retirement date today age is age 87. And I advise people every day in talking about retirement with the financial black cloud that is upon us right now, that is so huge. It is never going to go away in multiple generations. You and I need to think differently about savings, about retirement, about our money. And the number one piece of advice that I can give you is never lose contact with the ability to make money. Somehow, some way you have to stay in connection with the ability to earn money. I mean, the scary thing right now, they're saying inflation this year is averaging five point something percent, which is the highest it's been since back in the 1970s, the late seventies when Jimmy Carter was president. And and we're not done yet. We don't know how high inflation is going to get. In reality, because the government manipulates their formulas, they have manipulated the formulas several times during the decade of the 80s when inflation in 1980, 79, 1980 hit 15 plus percent inflation. They started taking things out of the relative basket that they used to determine inflation, they took mortgages out of the basket and automobiles in 1980, 81 at that time. In 1987, in the Reagan's negotiation with the Congress, they took and and they put in all the military into the unemployment equation. So immediately it looked like unemployment was much lower than it was, which is part of the formulary for inflation. The employment numbers. In 1990, inflation hit over 13% under George Bush, Sr. And they moved food and fuel out of the relative basket. Now, if I go back to 1980, there were 13 elements of the economy that were used to determine inflation. Princeton economic consultant consultants. In, in a paper they did in 1990, they talked about the decade of the 80s and they used the original formula that the government used prior to 1980 to determine inflation during the decade of the 80s. The government said that inflation average for the 80s was 3 point something percent. The Princeton economic consultants in the report that I have a copy of said that inflation during the decade of the eighties averaged around 12%. And if you, my friend were already retired, you experienced as much as 19% inflation because of the different basket of goods that you buy. That leads me to the thinking of the strategies that we talk about. Prosperity economics strategies. Use 30-year mortgage with the minimum down and no prepayments. Why is that? Remember, we talk about cash flow. Measuring your cash flow. I would rather see you hang on to the extra money and put it into savings where you have access to that money Versus giving it to the bank in extra payments on your mortgage that will not benefit you in any way If you put extra principal on your mortgage, it does not lower your payment If you want to pay off your mortgage Accumulate the capital until you have enough money to pay it off And then maybe by then you'll figure out you don't want to give all that money to the bank because there is no benefit to you Monetarily for your home to be paid for pay your savings back at interest. You know, that's the concept of being your own banker, owning your own banking system, owning your debt. We're planning a seminar on a Thursday, the last Thursday in September, that is going to be online zoom and it's going to be in person locally. And it's gonna be a three hour workshop on how to develop and understand. And the reason why this concept is so important to learn, it's what I wrote about in my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Projects. That's what the CFO Project is all about. It's about understanding and absolutely controlling your cash flow. That's what it's about. Another strategy focus on cash flow in and out, not net worth. I talk about that all the time. When I have savings, I want the interest earnings or the capital gains in investments or the dividends that are generated. I want them to pay to me in cash. And I'm going to use that cash flow to lower and pay some of my other routine monthly expenses which frees up some more of my monthly income to save more. So it becomes a journey to build cash flow to a point where I have enough savings, investments, real estate holdings, whatever it is, that's generating, excuse me, income to me, passive residual income equal to or greater than my lifestyle. That is the only journey to true security and retirement with certainty. I have a lot more to talk about. We're going to cut it off there today. We got our 15, 20 minutes in. I don't want to go any further. We'll get back at this tomorrow again. And again on Friday and the month of August is going to be about prosperity thinking versus poverty thinking. We're going to dig into this at every level and help you to see the vision, to see the real possibilities that exist in front of you. If you would just look up and stop looking at the snakes and dragons at your feet, the problems that nag us every day, all day, we need to realize that we can overcome them. We can overcome them all. Get my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Get it, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, any any of the books by Kim Butler. Need to continue your education. You need to decide to grow you. My book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, get it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get it here, you can send me an email and I will communicate with you and send you an autographed copy. You can also go to cfo-project.com, put in your name and email address, and I don't sell those, and, and you will get a link, a download, an instant link, to download the book cover to cover. I'm praying for each and every one of you, every day. I had a client call me, it was very distressing yesterday, young lady in her 40s, and she was diagnosed with cancer and is now in the hospital. I would ask you for prayers for this lady, her name is Stephanie. So God bless, we'll see you here tomorrow at noon, God bless.